if you go up to the second floor with like a little patio area, it's like this beautiful grand view of like Jiufen and a bit of uh, Jilong and just so much scenery, all the little buildings and the hills. And especially with a nice piping hot cup of tea that they blend right there. It really gave me a nice feeling of like, wow, this is the beginning of like a new chapter in my life. This is like a one of those cheesy things you see in movies where like the character will go to a new place and they're not sure about it, but then they see this big sprawling like wide shot view of whatever place they're going to and they're just like, yeah. wow. You're tuning into the Foxenberger podcast where we bring you closer to the Asian side of the furry fandom one episode at a time. I'm your host, Michael the Matcha Fox. And I'm Burger. And today is our annual wrap-up episode for 2023. In this episode, Michael and I reflected on our experiences since the start of this year. We talked about Michael's trip back to Texas and how happy he was seeing his family and friends again, how I was first introduced to Jiufen and the beautiful view welcoming me to Taiwan, and how which of our guests we interviewed really made this year special. We're really excited to sit down and unwind for a bit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, Merry Christmas, you know, Happy Thanksgiving and all that and all the holidays we missed. Um, welcome to another episode of the Fox and Burger Podcast. Yeah, welcome everyone. I probably butchered that, I'm sorry. <laughs> a little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. I would say that it has been, you know, an amazing journey um, this year going through like not just the podcast, but like I think in our lives um having like a lapping another like full round of living in taiwan for the both of us and then also like i think we we've always been like consistent for our episodes and everything so it's 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 crazy to be here after like running the podcast for just about three years um almost actually i, I think we started in was it january 2021 was it yep mm-hmm. yeah so we're about to lap like an actual full three years yeah, sometimes it's hard to conceptualize like how long you've been doing something, but yeah. it definitely has felt like three years and it has definitely felt like a journey. It has been such a long time, you know, and like and honestly, like I know I know these kind of like wrap up episodes probably aren't as interesting for the guests, but I still feel like it's important to like review what you've done, evaluate, kind of think back and maybe like meditate on what has happened, you know, in over the span of a year. Before we get into all of that, I mean, how about we just talk about what's been going on in our lives? Because, you know, we every time people tune into the podcast, it's always going to be like, you know, ask the guest to introduce themselves. So, like, I think I think it's OK to let people know what we've been doing. And right. I'll actually go first on this one. All right. Um, go ahead. First and foremost, I uh, graduated. I graduated with my master's in translation in late August. So about like what, like five. Congrats. You know, yeah. Let's go, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, debt free. I had, you know, an amazing ride. Um, to be honest, my master's program was kind of more like a, uh, like a translation workshop as opposed to like a research institute, I feel, but I loved, you know, almost every moment of it. Um, even though I took three years instead of two, like I, I still came out debt free. I don't owe anyone any money and came out with a master's. And that I think leads me to my next update, which is I just got a job offer 
with a company called Taiwan News. Um, I'm, I'm going to need everyone be... in the audience to clap. Yeah. Everyone, if you're <laughs> clapping at home, please clap along. Thank you so much. It is going to be for a news writer position, mm-hmm. and like a news writer slash editor position. And so um, we're in the process of like getting the work contract. So I haven't signed anything. So like I'm like 90% there. I just need to wait for the company to... Uh, come up with the contract and I signed that and then I'm you know part of the company so that has been the highlight of my like late November early December mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm actually really glad that, that now you're part of a like a news organization um yeah. I would say the way that you sort of think about things your your mindset your perspective the way you kind of research things and talk about things uh, I would say that just doing news articles, even just translating them, I feel like that's a really good position for you to to be in. Like that's a really good job for you. It really fits your personality and your your mindset. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not that great of a of a writer, and I'm not too keen on news writing. Um, I just prefer translation. So they did say that at the end of my probationary period. I would be able to like shift towards a more like translation heavy role instead of like a news writing role. I feel that I am okay with news writing. I'm not too thrilled about it. So I'm just hoping to get out of that position, but I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate the compliment, but I'll be honest with you. I, I just find it as an ends to a, to a means. I, I mean, I want to get into more translation heavy role, which is what I, you know, study for. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I understand that you're more into the translation side of it, but uh, still, good luck with your current occupation, and uh, I hope you translate a lot of interesting things. Yeah, hope so. We'll see. Um, If I stay with the company long enough, hopefully I will get into a translation-heavy role. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I wanted to say was um, after graduating, I got to travel Asia. And I know like a lot of people got confused by like where I was because I was like traveling in so many, so many different countries. But in September, I went to Thailand for Fergit and Foursquare. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know the dates off the bat, but it was like it was like late August, early September. So it just coincided really well with my graduation. Mm -hmm. And then there was Singapore. Um, I think I came back to Taiwan for like a week and then I went to Singapore like the weekend after and got to see my friends, got to, you know, hang out with some people, get a little bit tipsy with people, go do a little bit of touristy things. But it was more of like a chill hangout kind of thing. And I had a friend who was able to host me. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then I think after like a two day break, I went to the Philippines for Philifer. Philifer is in uh, Quezon City. Uh, to the east of Manila, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and it is, uh, it's a one-day con. I was in the Philippines for about, I think, was it four nights, five days? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just the amount of time where I started to, like, okay, like, I, I feel like I'm going to get too tired after the fifth day. So it was, like, a Thursday to Tuesday kind of situation and had a lot of fun in, in the Philippines. Honestly, I kind of thought, like, Philly Fur itself was, like, really small, and there wasn't really much to do, but I like how I got to meet people. I like how we had a... Me and Shug had a pretty decent room party, and um, everything in the Philippines is so cheap. Like, even for Taiwanese salary standards, everything is so cheap. Mm-hmm. I remember buying a bottle of rum, even if it was low-quality. Fine, fine. It's a low-quality rum. Bottle of rum, the cheapest one I found was like three USD for 750 mils. Cause mm-hmm. 750 mils is usually the standard 
that's usually the capacity that you the volume that you would buy for right and so like three usd and coke is like 20 cents or something like that 20 cents 20 cents usd so it's like you can you can you can definitely have a great time in the philippines and it's not going to cost too much so i i think like to me that was more fun like just hanging out with people drinking chatting that was more fun than the con itself but i feel like you knew i was going to say that yeah and then after the travels in asia i went back to texas Mm -hmm. and i went back to texas for three weeks had a lot of fun with like my old friends i saw one of my old teachers from high school um got to see my grandmother i did a very short like oral history with her um, kind of like a biography project, which I won't really get into this uh, into this recording because that'll take forever. Did a small oral history project with her. I got to see my mom. Uh, she she drove down from Arkansas. Had like a lot of good food. I had Whataburger again. I had IHOP. I, I know one of my friends in Texas is going to kill me for saying IHOP, but had IHOP. I had, um, Jesus, I had like a monster pizza. I think you saw the picture on Facebook. Yeah, where it's like yeah, the, yeah. The like one slice was already a, a freaking meal. That All was right. insane. Yeah. Um, that was just, whew, that was really cool. It's a very expensive pizza, but each slice is basically a meal. So, you know, I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, tried several beers because like beer culture in Taiwan is not really a thing. Um, like craft brewing, I should say. Um, got to see one of my friends named uh, Serge. He left Dallas for Colorado. I forget, uh, Denver. He went to Denver. Uh, one of my good friends that I've known ever since like the UT Dallas days, my college days. So Mm. got to see people, um, did, did cool things, um, went to the state fair, that kind of stuff. And then I came back to Taiwan, like on October the 20th and then, um, you know, did infernity. And and of course, like we can maybe, maybe I I won't talk too much about infernity because like, I'm pretty sure you have something to say about it. Maybe I'll just add like short commentary or something, but yeah, infernity was great. I was on a post-con trip um, that was very tiring, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I can try to like, I'll just share pictures um, for for these things uh, and we just like show them on the screen. But yeah, it's been a ride basically, like ever since like late August graduation all the way till now, like early December, you know, we're recording on the 1st of December right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so crazy that this year is about to end. And, uh, you know, like it, I finally can see like, what's it like the silver lining on the clouds like i feel like my life is finally in a position where it's like i can be happy i can be proud well i think it's amazing that you found that silver lining and uh you're very privileged to be able to travel to all these different places Mm -hmm. uh, in asia that's something that i regret not doing at all like i've mainly just stuck in taiwan uh despite having the funds i just never gave myself the opportunity like you have and i feel like it's also just a really good graduation present to like travel around go to different cons go to different Mm -hmm. see see all your friends and all that and see your family too man i'm i really do miss my family back home yeah i definitely know my privilege and like i know that like being a student allowed me to, you know, like if there if there's a day that you don't go to class, you could just do whatever you want, basically, as long as you get your assignments on time. So there what that was the benefit of being a student. Now, I didn't I don't have as much money as you, you know, I don't have like steady income, but I, I felt like, you know, do a little bit of voice acting here, some tutoring over there, you know, just kind of scrap and, you know, scrimp and save. And I was able to make it work. And, you know, I've had people who who were very nice to me and showed me around and let me stay at their places. So you know, traveling on the cheap can definitely be a thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the concept of budgeting. Yeah. How about you? What, what about updates on your end? Well, um, for me, I'm actually going to be traveling somewhere. Finally, the circumstances of that is not quite what I expected, but the basic thing is that I will be leaving Taiwan and heading back home to Texas. It's not something I wanted to do now. It's something I wanted to do a little bit later, but due to certain circumstances regarding my previous employment at other schools, I don't want to go too much into detail about it, but basically I kind of have to go back home and leave Taiwan for a while. I've had a lot of good memories. I've had a lot of good experiences here in Taiwan. I don't Mm -hmm. regret it once. I never regret once traveling to different places around the world. I think it's probably one of the best things I've ever decided to do. Um, Amen. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know you can probably agree with that just from how much you've traveled too. But for me, traveling back home, I'm going to make it work and I'm going to make it the, the, the best that I can do. Because the best is basically all a person can do. Um, you know, whatever you get thrown in front of you, you pick it up, you figure out what you can do with it, and then you make it successful if you can. What's like one thing that, you know, you miss a lot about Texas that you're, you're happy that, that you'll get to see or do again? Well, the most obvious answer would be certain cuisine. Um, I'm finally going to be able to eat like proper Tex-Mex again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the one or two places that I'm able to find really good Mexican or Tex-Mex food here in Taiwan, there's always those options. But in Texas, in America in general, you're going to have a lot more variety, I would say. And I do miss that variety. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say places like uh, Taco Bell and Taco Bueno and Taco Cabana are just guilty pleasures. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like I definitely think you know like a lot of people like hate on Taco Bell, but um well one you know if you understand that it's just Tex Mex, I think you'll people will stop getting mad. And two, like it's still pretty cheap even with inflation. Like it's still one of the cheaper options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any other updates or? Uh, any other updates? Well, in terms of other updates, I suppose I'm actually going to be doing some more content uh, outside of Fox and Burger. I mean, now that I'm not a host, it's given me a bit more time to develop some more creative projects. And they're not ready yet, obviously, just because I'm packing things up and moving back to the States now. But mm-hmm. I am going to be trying to do some more mu- music-related projects like uh, doing covers, doing videos related to like topics, discussing different music concepts. So that's in the works. I don't want to say too much about that because this is just me as a person. If it's not like at least 70 or 80% like figured out or created, I don't like showing it to people. Like I want, I want to make sure I put my best foot forward whenever I show people things that I'm working on or at least interested right. In working on so and this stuff and this content is going to be on your is it lightning runner channel or that's something i'm still trying to figure out as well um okay but yeah because like it would be kind of annoying to try and make a new youtube channel just for this stuff i feel like it would still fit within the lightning runner brand or channel at least so it's probably going to be there but obviously i will keep y'all updated about that and obviously this new content that i'm working on it will involve my new uh, my new character, 
Tunghai, the the pink dragon that I've finally been able to show off at different conventions and all that. So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, can't wait to uh, see content in the future. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about our end of year stats. So we started the year 2023 with 262 subs. And now we're sitting at 376 as of last night, I think. And so that's a 114 sub growth. That is really, that's really nice to know that, you know, we were literally one of those YouTube channels where it's like, like two subs, one from you, one from me, and that was it. We were a channel back in 2021, started with zero subs. I I, I can't even remember when we hit 100, but thank you, everyone. Like, it is so amazing and it is so heartwarming to know that there's people out there actually listening to the podcast. I know that long form media is not as popular and I know they can sometimes get a little bit boring. Um, like it's not the same as like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the same as like watching a 60, uh, 60 second YouTube short or something, but it really means from the bottom of our heart, it really means a lot that people would sit and, and listen to the episodes. Thank you so much. Whether you have it on your screen or you're listening to it in the background, we appreciate everyone that listens to our podcast and especially the people that, you know, leave us comments and and share our videos to their friends and all that. So once again, thank you all for being a, a, a good little audience. Yes, pat pat on your head. And thank you to all the guests. You know, like we we interviewed like what at least like thirty something guests uh, mm-hmm. because because you know because there's some wrap up episodes. So it's like it's like thirty something, thirty five or whatever guests. So thank you to the thirty five guests. You know, <laughs> who spent at least a couple of hours to talk to us to to be interviewed on the podcast it's so funny because like if we ever get up to like 100 guests we have like a mini fur con if we gathered up every every all 100 guests into a room we would have like a like a mini fur con or like a really big meet and i think that's that's really cool mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. of course like that would be years down the road but yeah whenever our guest number hits 100 we should have some kind of like virtual convention or something that would be that would be kind of cool I, I do like the idea of a 100-person meeting, actually. Kind of reminds me of, um, oh, do you remember, like, LIFC Online when they had those big, like, at the end of the convention when they did a big, like, video call with, like, everyone on the screen, and they did a big, like, screenshot of everyone attending, quote-unquote? Well, I think it was more like they went to different voice channels, so it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a big one. So, like, like just to clarify, it was, like, they'll go to different voice channels. Everyone turns on their webcams, and, and I think, like, they'll just stitch that into one giant screenshot. It was more like that because, like, yeah, Discord, yeah, yeah. Has, Discord has limits about how many people can turn their webcams on and be in, in a uh, voice chat. It was, like, yeah. 25, I think, without, like, Nitro or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, that does, that's definitely an idea. I think we could, yeah, we could do something like that or just a giant VC, you know, mm-hmm. well, with webcams off. But yeah, so continuing down the list, um, according to YouTube analytics, we hit 10,900 views um, mm-hmm. this year in 2023 as of like last night, which I think is what, like November 30th. Yeah. yeah. So 530 hours in watch time. We had 12 episodes published and then 19 shorts published. Mm-hmm. And so um, just from doing one episode per month, we've been able to be consistent and we've we've never missed a month. I don't think we've ever missed a month of of an episode. There was always one episode released per month. And that's been our, our uh, was it modus operandi for the past like two years, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the first year we tried doing two episodes per month. And now we do one episode per month. So, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I think just from being a content creator myself, the one thing that I've noticed that really keeps a channel afloat is consistency. Like just choose a time or choose a day or some sort of frequency where you will post content, videos, whatever. People will expect that. It's it's like when people expect something to happen on a YouTube channel and it comes up on their feed and then like, ah, time to watch this video again. Uh, and it helps the channel too, because obviously it keeps you in a like a nice structure as well. So it all works. Yeah. People like structure, people like schedules. So it's like, you know, they'll know what comes out. They like consistency. Exactly. Yeah. I would say now that some people might focus too much on the numbers, but I would say focus more on like the ratios and the percentages rather than just the raw numbers. Like yeah. if, if you do the math, we're still doing good in terms of like growth and production. So as long as we keep this like steady path that we're doing and whatever improvements we need to do, we'll talk about improvements later. But as long as we keep doing what we're doing, then I think we are absolutely going to grow in a nice organic steady rate. Yeah, I I think I think our growth has been steady and overall I'm pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know I was hoping we could get up to 400 this year, but I think like uh it's, it's probably not going to happen. But that's fine. Like I I still think like you know what what was it? We had like a 100 something subs growth this year already, and I mm-hmm. think like that's already pretty massive for us. Right. Yeah, and you know like I I also think it's worth mentioning that. You know, we are a podcast primarily. We don't really do YouTube videos like standard YouTube videos. And so like our content is a little bit different. And I understand how like not everyone likes to listen to podcasts. And I think that like it sucks, but it, it is long form media. It's not YouTube shorts, though. We are doing YouTube shorts um, of the podcast to be specific. But right. But yeah. Now, if I can ask. Did you have any favorite episodes from this year? I, I had a couple, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll cheat by, by giving a couple of favorite episodes. Um, I would say, like, my number one favorite episode was the Cheetah Paws one. He's been a longtime friend of mine for about five years, um, and we started to kind of, like, talk more, thankfully, uh, this year. Every time he goes to Taiwan, he, he usually stays over at my apartment. Mm-hmm. And so getting to actually see, like, the person behind the face... And it's just like, you know, like he wears like a, a mask sometimes, you know, he has to be PC right. sometimes. He he mm-hmm. didn't really talk too much about his background, you know, like when I met him. But now we did talk about his background. We did talk about him coming out. We did talk about him like working hard to, you know, achieve the things that he wants in his life. And so I, he is by far one of the hardest workers I ever met. And mm-hmm. um, I'm I was really happy to finally get to like just sit down and talk with him. And then the second favorite episode would be the Rachia episode. Mm-hmm. He is, um, you know, he's from a country that we've never been to before, which is Cambodia. Even if like the overall like energy was kind of like maybe not as energetic as Titania or Halissa, mm-hmm. I just felt like we were exploring unknown territory, which we kind of are with the podcast. Right. But I think like for that episode specifically, it was it was a place we'd never been before. It was like the first time we. Um, got a lead on a Cambodian furry. And mm-hmm. the more amazing thing is like they wanted, they, they were okay with being on, on, on the podcast. They're okay with being interviewed because not everyone wants to be interviewed. They, they're shy or they don't want to be recorded because it's, you know, it's, it's going to be made public. 
Yeah. So thank you, Richia, for representing Cambodia so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely step in and agree with you with the Richia episode being one of my favorites as well. I've said it before, but like I am fascinated with learning more about lesser known Asian countries. So learning about whatever furry community there is in Cambodia, that was, that was a very big plus. I want to say that Ruth's episode is also one of my favorites as well. I love Ruth's personality. I love the stories she told. I also appreciate her like giving us so much to work with in terms of like the kind of pictures and media we could use. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I remember editor, she was so yeah. helpful with that. Yeah. Like the only other person who could match that even more would be Ar Araya. Yes. Uh, Omicrono. Like I, she got on us. She was the first guest in a long time to say, you know, oh, this is the wrong picture. This is the wrong video. Can you take this out or can you edit that? But Ruth was the kind of person who she was the guest who like maybe number two, who gave us so much to work with, like mm -hmm. work in progress pictures, like art pictures, blah, blah, blah. Like, you yeah. know, that that's that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Anything to make our videos more interesting. I absolutely love adding that to our, our YouTube videos. What about like favorite moments in Asia, like like overall, um, not just this year, but it could just be like from 2020 to 2023. And, and how about you go first? Do you have any like favorite moments from Asia? It could be from a con or a trip or a hangout. Well, favorite moments in Asia over the past three years, for me, that would mainly have to be around Taiwan since I didn't see much of the rest of Asia. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you a little story about like one of the first amazing views that i saw in taiwan um you've you've been to jilfin right yeah i've, I've been a couple times yeah uh, i've been a couple of times too but the first time i ever went to jilfin it was a pretty spectacular place but you only really get the best views in jilfin if you go to this one place called the ame tea house now this is with me and a few other people who are in my group that were doing like job training for the school who shall not be named um, because I don't like that school anymore. Uh, anyway, Ame Tea House, if you go to Taiwan, if you go to Jofen, absolutely go to Ame Tea House. If you go up to the second floor with like a little patio area, there's like this beautiful grand view of like Jofen and a bit of uh, Jilong and just so much scenery, all the little buildings and the hills. I'll show you a picture of it later. Um, yeah, I've, I, I've done that. I've done that at mm -hmm. House. Yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And especially with a nice piping hot cup of tea that they blend right there. It really gave me a nice feeling of like, wow, this is the beginning of like a new chapter in my life. This is like a, a grand like, it's like one of those cheesy things you see in movies where like the character will go to a new place and they're not sure about it, but then they see this big sprawling, like wide shot view of whatever place they're going to. And they're just like, yeah. Wow. You know, and this yeah. was like back in 2020. Yeah. Like when you, first, when you first came. Yeah. Back in August. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a great, like start to a journey. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick for another favorite moment here in Asia slash Taiwan, it would be, Every time I performed with the Time Travelers Band over at Infernity. Now, first of all, Michael, thank you so much for introducing me to such uh, amazing people as uh, Terry Fox and mm -hmm. uh, May. Shout out to that guy. Mm -hmm. Shout out to both of them. 
Yeah, basically, both of them were so gracious to let me be part of their band for last year and this year. Now, unfortunately, because I'm not going to be in Taiwan for a while, I don't know if I'm going to be part of their band for 2024's Infernity, but just being part of a band, being able to perform on stage in costume, mm -hmm. in a fursuit, that feels like an absolute dream to me. I love being able to perform and make people smile, playing music. That's basically where I feel the most comfortable performing in front of people, like on a stage after having practiced for so long, getting it right, just rocking the whole place with a whole bunch of, you know, with, with friends, especially, yes. Moments like that really keep me glued to the fandom, glued to Taiwan, and hopefully I can have a moment like that again. That is well said. I, I am so happy that you had those experiences. And if I'm not mistaken, you, you did the Senpai Band twice, right? Was it this year and last year? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. And, and I feel so bad that I, I usually am not able to make those shows because I'm running my own party. But I'm I'm so happy that you're able to have those experiences. And like, those are things that will stick with you forever, I, I would mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any favorite moments? Yeah, I, I have I have a favorite moment I'll share. Um, and I, I think I can say that speaking of 2023, right? Like th this is my favorite moment of 2023. I would say my favorite moment has been going to Thailand for First Square and Forget. If I was not living in Taiwan right now, I would probably be living in Thailand. Um, Thailand is like my old stomping grounds. Um, I've been there like four times, I think five times actually, five mm -hmm. times in my entire life. I didn't think I would be going back again. And Fergit, it was their first year. And um, it's always nice to support new cons. It's always nice to um, to, to see growth. It's always mm -hmm. nice to see growth. And people who are like well-established, like Tight Tales, you know, they've been doing it for like five or six years. You know, this is Fergit's first year. It's nice to see that there's options. And I also think like they're all friends with each other. Like these people are not like, you know, antagonistic towards one another. So yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I think like they communicate with each other and I think they help each other out. I liked going to floating market. Mm -hmm. um, that was even though it's kind of touristy. Well, I went to the one that's like, oh, I don't even know the name, but it's the one to the west of Bangkok. Like there's several actually there's several floating markets, which is something I later learned. This one is to the west of Bangkok. It wasn't the one where like you can buy stuff like on, on the river. It was more like a river boat ride, I would say. It's more like a boat ride. It wasn't like, you know, you're actually going to a market. Um, so I think maybe next time I'll actually, I'll, I'll do it. I think it was Saturday. No, yeah, it was actually Saturday that we did First Square, which is a Dodinshi con. And then right after that, we did Felody Market. And then Fergit is a one-day con on Sunday. And I believe the the organizers of First Square and Fergit, these are two separate events, by the way. Mm -hmm. They're two separate mm -hmm. events, technically. But I believe the organizers are the same people. They right. just wanted to, to separate the events. So Fergit was a one-day con. Kind of felt like a firm, actually. I love the hotel. I like the hotel room. Super cheap. I forgot how much the, the suite cost, but me and Tarkin went together. He had a lot of fun. It was his first time in Thailand, and I gave mm -hmm. him a really good experience because we both went to Floyd Market. We had a great room party of, like, 30 people international room party as always like it is like you know we had like the same stuff michael will always do at a room party rum and cokes uh sprite and gins you know got a ton of ice got like we had pizza we mm -hmm. had a lot of chips um i saw it dude there they, they had like mala pizza uh we mala ordered mala pizza? pizza from 
from the wow. pizza company. I love the pizza company. It's like it it blows like Pizza Hut out of water. It might even blow Domino's out of water, and it might even blow Papa John's out of water. Mm. It's it's Thailand's uh, pizza chain. Yeah, it'll, that's, that's it'll pretty, def- yeah, that's a pretty strong opinion to have. It'll definitely blow Little Caesars out of the water. The pizza company. It's it's literally just called the pizza company. Um, mm-hmm. Great pizza, fairly reasonable price. A little bit pricey for Thai people, but fairly reasonable. Um, and then on what was it on? Uh, well, I actually arrived on Thursday. Went to go see my friend Bank. Um, he's the one who drew like a few of my commissions and he he actually had some like happy birthday art for me like a few days ago because um, my birthday was on the 22nd. Um, mm-hmm. um, met up with him for the for like the second time in my entire life. We went to the Husky Cafe on Friday and then Saturday was first square floating market. Sunday was um, forget. And I think Monday I left. So I think I left on a Monday instead of a Tuesday. I would normally leave on a Tuesday, but I decided to take a grab with Tarkin that's why like so we went to the airport at the same time basically mm-hmm. um yeah. and he got me into one of the airport lounges for free you, you you can do like a plus one they don't always do that depends on the lounge so I got to go to a lounge for the first time I was like Jesus Christ this is it's very nice yeah it almost makes you feel like you're like royalty um right. and it's yeah. like they're like fr- free flow liquor you just you can get drunk if you obviously within certain limits to the point that you know you don't get kicked out. But mm-hmm. that was kind of cool to to go to a um a lounge. So I did a lot of shit in that trip to Thailand within like what four or five days. So mm-hmm. that was for sure like my highlight of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Tarkin by the way. Shout out to Tarkin. Apparently, like him and you and you and him leave on the same day. I think. Yeah, just at if different I'm not times. Mistaken. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so shout out to Tarkin. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll be seeing that guy on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the stuff that we improved on because running this podcast for like what three years has definitely been, you know, a rocky ride at some times. And I think that it's worth like reviewing things that you've done and reviewing things that like what works and what doesn't work. I think the first thing I want to say is one thing that we improved on is specifically communications. Like, how do we talk to each other? Right. And yeah. I, I quickly realized that you had almost a very concise way of talking to the point where you're condensing a lot of information into one sentence right. when you could yeah. have just used maybe three, mm-hmm. um, which I think is OK. Like, I'm not asking to write an essay, but I felt like your, your messages were so compact that they left out details. Right. And then I also felt like you weren't really used to writing in a more like formal professional tone. Yeah. And so like yeah. that was something that I uh, something I tried to teach you. And I feel like you're getting more used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just something I got to get used to. And uh, it's a nice skill to have. You know, it's not just for little hobbies or projects that you're working on. It's good to have as a professional skill, you know, clear and concise, but like meaningful with just enough detail and in a very professional way, just having that as part of your communication with coworkers, with managers, with whoever, that, that is important to have. And I, I appreciate that you've helped me with that uh, sort of skill set. I think you're getting better. You, you, you can still you know work on it a little bit, but I do think that you're getting better. And I'm definitely glad like I'm teaching you. Mm-hmm. The next thing I wanted to say is like Trello and just overall like PM project management. I was more worried about you, actually. I felt like I had a, you know, reminder system. I had a to-do system, like, in place. But I wasn't really sure if you had that. 
And so when I told you to do something or there's like a task that you had to do, like, okay, get these, you know, get these shorts created, Mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the month or create this graphic in a week. And I felt like sometimes you might have forgotten, but I think because we just recently shifted to Trello, instead of just relying on text chats Mm -hmm. and just like uh, here, I tell you something to do and then you write it down like on your Google calendar. Now we have a centralized platform called Trello that we can see you know, the whole production schedule, at least for the month, we're doing yeah. it by the month. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they have due dates on Trello. You, they have implemented due dates. They have attachments, comments, descriptions. You can even um, do what's it called again, like the rich text or whatever, like, you know, the bold, the ita- italicized. I think it's called right. rich text, right? RTF yeah. or something like that. You can do RTF on Trello. Uh, should, should you so have to do that? You can invite people to a board or a workspace, I think they call it. And then, you know, that's your team. Mm-hmm. And so everyone looks at the Trello and Trello's like relatively fast. It's like a fast like application. So um, launching Trello is like relatively fast as long as there's like not too many cards. Right. And I think like it's really nice to just have like an overall like like view, like like a top down kind of view of like, OK, here are the things we got to do by this month. You know, mm-hmm. Monday, yeah. get this done. Tuesday, get that. You know, it's really nice to see all the moving pieces. And I think like that was something that we really lacked. And you know, we only got onto Trello like last month. It took, I can't believe it took us that long, but I'm very happy we made the switch. And I feel my life like so much easier. Like when I give you a task, like on Trello, I feel like you, you're usually good at sticking to it. I feel like you don't yeah. forget, you know, too much. I don't, I, for as far as I know, like you've been doing most like 99% of tasks like on time. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. As someone who has worked for a company that does like virtual admin stuff back in the US before coming to Taiwan. This was just some part-time freelance work that I did. We would use Trello to keep track of like different clients, different projects, different tasks. It was it's all very organized. It's very easy to use. I feel like this is almost like a promotional read for Trello, but we're we're not being sponsored, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, like I love using Trello. I wish I could use it more often. Um but yeah, I'm glad that we're now using it for our productions. One other thing that we added to our um, our productions is shorts. And I think we started doing them at the end of last year, 2022. I think it was like December. And then we did it for this whole year. I think there was like one month that there was like a hiccup and we forgot to do shorts for that one month. Mm-hmm. But I think aside from that one month, like for the, for the rest of the months, we were able to upload two shorts per month. Just, you know, a simple goal, two shorts a month and one episode a month. So three mm-hmm. main things had to be done. Yep. And we stuck with it. You know, I think that's OK. I think it's OK to have like those baby steps. It's OK to work a little bit slower. Just test it out to see if you can handle that kind of workload. Absolutely. So just one episode yeah. a month, two shorts a month. And again, besides from that one month where there was like, we forgot to upload the shorts, I feel like we've been really consistent. We've always hit the mark. We always mm-hmm. hit one episode per month. Yeah, yeah. Shorts as a as a concept, it's good for promotion. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me as an editor, I like when I'm able to do different formats and styles. Yeah. I like that I'm able to do the, the like experiment with new things and like make content that's not just the same thing over and over again. I like adding on to things. I like trying new things. So doing shorts, I yeah, it's been a good it's been a good thing for the channel and it's been a good thing for me as an editor. 
I think shorts, like one of the things that, you know, like it does kind of break up the monotony, like owing to what you said, you know, piggybacking on what you said mm-hmm. about like doing different content. I think it's like different. It does give you a way to kind of chop up the monotony of like a one long, a one hour long episode, I should say. Yeah. And yeah. so like, you know, like it's also a way to entice people to to come and, you know, watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you would show this one story in a short. Obviously, you can't capture the whole thing. But you you share that one story and hopefully people can um, feel enticed by that story or maybe you just show half the story. I hate to bait and switch people, you know, but like it's a way to advertise the episode and it's a way to show like, OK, like here's like something funny from from the episode or something interesting. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I actually didn't like the concept of shorts um, when it first came out. But I find myself scrolling through shorts more than um, actual YouTube videos nowadays. Like I, I actually kind of have trouble like sitting down watching like a 20 minute video sometimes. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. like a time dedication. But I find myself scrolling through shorts like way more often, which is, you know, it says, says that's, I guess that says something about be me and my attention span. Yeah. So now would be a good time to talk about our plans for the future. So... Is there anything exciting that you want the audience to know about? Well, um, we can't reveal everything, of course, um, but there's a few things we can reveal. So I would say that one is that we're going to do more shorts. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to do at least one short every week instead of just two weeks out of the month. We usually do like the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday. I'm thinking every single Wednesday we'll have a short. So we'll probably have like, was it like 52 weeks in a, in a, in a year? Mm-hmm. Um if I'm not mistaken. So we'll do 52 shorts in a year, assuming, you know, nothing goes wrong and assuming we can keep up with the schedule because we, we proven that we can, we can have, you know, two shorts per month. That didn't seem to, um, uh, over, overwork us and, and, um, you know, stress us out. Mm -hmm. So I think like doing one short every single week should be doable. The next thing is vlogging. I, I think this is something that like, this is more of a me problem than you problem, but like I, I, it's something I really want to do, but sometimes I just don't know where to start. And maybe the point is to just start it. Yeah. I'm a little bit camera shy. I'm also, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's been known to the audience for a while, but I do have like a natural like stammer to my voice. And so I don't exactly have like the personality type and the clear, concise, like language style, speaking style to make, you know, interesting vlog videos. But like, I think like I want to try it out for at least a couple of times and see, you know, what happens. And I would be OK with that. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think like the point is to just like start and do something and see if it works um, yeah. again. I don't think I have the right persona to run a vlog to, to do vlog videos. I'm a little bit camera shy. Some people in Asia don't like to be filmed. So it's like something where like you have to ask for advance. And it's like, I'm again, I'm, I'm a little bit shy. I don't always want to ask in advance. But it's something that, you know, like you have to like just be able to ask people and like, hey, can I film you or can you can you react to like what's going on? Can you tell us what's going on? So the next con that I'll be going to, I guess by the time this episode airs, I would have already went to is at Furum in Malaysia. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the con that I will do. Tr- I will try to do some vlogging. Yeah. So that, that's that's one thing that we'll also add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I say I I really invite you to try it um not just because it's a new thing to do but also because i feel like you you're already using your voice in front of a lot of strangers already whether it's like a professional client any sort of voice acting project that you work on and you're especially doing that just 
working on a podcast right now. So if you're not shy about showing off your voice to a bunch of strangers on the internet, then I don't think you should be too afraid to sh use your face either. I, I think it's different though. Like I, I feel like my, my face and my voice, like they're two different things. And it's like, I myself don't like to upload pictures of my face on, um on, even if it's like Facebook, if it's like within a private group, uh, I don't like taking selfies, you know, mm -hmm. maybe I have like a little bit of body image thing, but like, no, I, I would say it's a little bit different for me. Yeah. It's like a mental block, you know, like mm -hmm. obviously like I don't, I don't, I can just slowly work on that. I can slowly change the way I think, yeah. but it is like, you know, I'm just one of those people who's like, a little bit camera shy, don't really exactly like the way I look, that kind of stuff. And it's kind of hard to get over that initially. I'm pretty sure I will get over it, but it's a little bit hard to get over. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. That's a completely normal thing to be worried about. So, you know, take it at your own pace and just see how it works, you know? So one more thing we can talk about in terms of plans for the future is... Something from you, audience. We want to know which guests you actually want to see on the podcast. I believe we've asked a few times before to leave a comment and let us know what you think about our videos, but we're actually looking for some more you know, talent to bring onto the podcast. We want to know any special furries that you guys know that you want us to interview. You all probably know someone who's really, really cool. And if you think they're cool, and you think we're cool, and we can be cool together, then we can do a cool thing. Basically, that's it. Yeah. Basically, overall, like more audience interaction. Like, what 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 does the audience want? You know, like, mm -hmm. do you think we should like do standard YouTube videos? Do you think we should do like I don't know more vlog videos, which which was something we want to do? Mm -hmm. Um, do we do quizzes? I mean, do we have like game nights? You know, on Discord. I mean, like. We want to talk more with the audience. We want to talk more with you guys. Yeah. And also, it's worth reminding that our audience, you know, is primarily people living in Western countries. So whatever you guys living, you know, in, in the U.S. or in Europe, whatever you guys think or want to do, I mean, let us know. Um, we, we're open. We want to know how we can provide you with, like, a better product and a better, like, viewing experience. And, uh... To talk about something a little bit behind the scenes, whenever we have a guest that we're interviewing, after we do our recordings and all that, and after we show our guests like a draft of the YouTube video of their interview, we always ask for their feedback. We always ask, we always ask for their comments. So I think it would only make sense for us to do the same thing with our audience as well. So we want, we want everyone to be happy. We want everyone to feel like they're watching something that they really know that they are going to enjoy. And we really want to spend a little bit of time, you know, as we're wrapping up this episode to just thank, you know, every single one of you, the viewers, the guests, like everyone who has been sticking with us this long, you mm -hmm. know, to the end of the episode and also to, you know, to our podcast in 2023 for our viewers who have been there ever since like January, 2021, we mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. sincerely thank everyone who watches our um, our episodes, any of our productions, to the people who have been to our panel at Infernity, which of course is just gonna be a small number. I think there was only like 20 something people, but that was really nice, you know, mm -hmm. um, to just have people show up uh, at a uh, bilingual panel. The, the journey has been rocking in some places, in some durations, in some, in some times, mm -hmm. but I think like overall it's a worthwhile production and I, and I really cannot think of any other podcast that is doing anything similar about Asian furries 
And so like, I, I, I think, you know, if you're, if you are really curious about coming to Asia or knowing more about uh, Asian furries, I should say, I say stick with us, keep listening to the pod, you know, like we, we always like try to produce what we can to produce the best product we can, I should say. And I think that knowing people who are actually watching the content and enjoying the content inspires us. Mm -hmm. Just like Michael said, thank you all for continuing to watch our content, for sharing our videos, for coming back again and again. And uh, we will hope to see you do the same. We will hope to see you again in 2024. Yeah, I mean, we, we will set our sights for 2024. We already have, you know, an idea of like what we want to do. We have given a lot of thoughts um, to the podcast overall, how to improve, how to tweak things or what, what do we want to change? What do we want to add? And so I would say stay tuned for different content in 2024 and maybe stay tuned for more like standard YouTube videos, the things that are like extra to the podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you say we just give the audience our social media just just because it's tradition? Yeah, <laughs> you can go first is, on this it one. Is, it is tradition. Might be a bit redundant, uh, but it is tradition. Yeah, for socials, um, you can find me at at Foxnack. That's F-O-X-N-A-K-H. I am most active on Twitter. Um, and then I got Blue Sky like a few months ago, so I've been on Blue Sky ever since. Um, I'm currently uploading to both, so if you know, for some reason I'm not on Twitter, then just, you know, follow me on Blue Sky. Blue Sky is at Foxnack, the same spelling, of course, with the Blue Sky dot social, because I think everyone has to have that, at least for now. And then um, the next place that I'm relatively active is YouTube. That's where you can find my, uh, mainly my voice acting stuff. And that is Foxnack as well. Same spelling for all three. Definitely appreciate any subs, any follows. Hoping to upload more stuff to my private YouTube channel. And um, I'm noticing a lot more of my friends have been using Blue Sky. So, you know, whenever I'm ready to jump ship, I'll, I'll just go there. All right. And as for me, I am also on YouTube. You may find me as Lightning Runner. That would be at L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G-R-U-N-N-E-R. So that's Lightning Runner, all one word. Um, I do still have Twitter. You can find me as Lightning Runner, same spelling, except the first I is a one because I am Elite Gamer, if, if you didn't know that already. But I'm not as active on Twitter nowadays just because now I have Blue Sky, just like Michael does. So you can actually find me on Blue Sky as my new character, my pink dragon, Tung Hai. So that is at T-E-N-G-H-A-I dot blue sky dot social. And uh, also, speaking of Blue Sky, the Fox and Burger podcast also now has a Blue Sky account as well. Yes. Yeah, so that would be at F-O-X-A-N-D-B-U-R-G-E-R dot blue sky dot social for Fox and Burger on Blue Sky. So check us out there. Well, that was it for this year's wrap-up. So this has been the Fox and Burger podcast with me, Burger. And I'm Michael the Macho Fox. And we will see you all next year in 2024. Goodbye, everyone. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs>